Good morning and welcome to Vision Sunday here at Calvary Vista. I am so excited to share with you what the Lord has put on our heart for 2021. But before we do, we we thought it would be good for us to look back at 2020. Because although 2020 was definitely a crazy year, it was also a year where we really saw the Lord do some amazing things. So let's go ahead and take a look back. You know, last year on Vision Sunday, I shared how the Lord had put two words on my heart for our fellowship. Those words were focus and expectation. And you know, those two words were proven to be really, really true for 2020, but in ways that myself nor anyone else was expecting. The week after Vision Sunday, we had our annual week of prayer and fasting. It was a powerful week of passionately seeking the Lord together. And we ended that week on Friday night with our first Magnify Night of 2020. And one of our elders, Rick Barsh, shared a word out of Isaiah 61 that really got many of us excited. The passage talks about the coming of the Lord. And one of the things that Rick highlighted is how the Lord is the one who gives the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for heaviness. And Rick proceeded to share how the Lord was showing him that 2020 was going to be a year of blessing and favor and that the Lord was going to give us joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of despair. But he framed it in this sense that it was going to look different from what we might expect. You know, when I heard that word from Rick Barsh, my heart was just overjoyed because the end of 2018 and most of 2019 was such a heavy year for a lot of us here at Calvary Vista because we saw the deaths of several people in our fellowship. And so 2019 was a time of a lot of tears. And so when he said that our mourning would be turned into joy, I was like, yes, God, let's do this. After the week of prayer and fasting, we hit the ground running with a brand new focus and expectation on Wednesday nights that we called Focus Wednesdays. The vision was to combine men's and women's Bible studies into one focus night where we would worship together and then break up into focused Bible study groups specifically geared for the men and the women. We had over 200 women who weekly participated in Focus Wednesdays and over 150 men. And that combined number was double what we would normally have for a Wednesday night Bible study. There was an excitement in those nights and things were going great for the first six weeks. And then March came and COVID hit and everything came to a screeching halt. At that point, our services were shut down. And like everyone else, we were forced to pivot and our focus changed from in-person gatherings to online gatherings only. All of our ministries paused and we had no, we had no idea how long that was going to last. And I remember during the first few weeks of that shutdown thinking to myself, boy, Rick Barsh, he really missed it on that one. But in reality, he didn't. You see, 2020 became one of the most fruitful years here at, at Calvary Vista in recent memory. Now, I would be the first to admit that prior to COVID, 
our online services weren't a major focus here at Calvary Vista. In fact, if you were viewing our online services back then, it, it would, the, the look would be sort of like viewing the service from here in the foyer, looking through that glass into the sanctuary. The view would be sort of distant and cold. But when COVID hit, our focus changed and our team sought to create the best online viewing experience possible. We aimed high and the Lord blessed radically. Prior to COVID, our online viewing averaged in the low hundreds. But during COVID, our online viewership jumped into the thousands as our reach and opportunity to get the word out was moving way beyond our own church family. I told everyone on our staff that they were now a part of the media team. We purchased new cameras to improve the presentation. We got creative on Wednesday nights having panel discussions of pertinent topics. We saw some of our Wednesday nights where over 5,000 people were tuning in and some of our Sunday services where over 10,000 people were tuning in. We were seeing people tune in from all over the United States and even different parts of the world. And people were coming to Christ online. In the midst of this pandemic, we were reaching way more people with the gospel than we ever did in our normal services. And to date, over 200,000 people from all over the United States and different parts of the world have heard God's word by viewing our services online. So God was truly blessing in a way that was far beyond what any of us were expecting. You know, during the shutdown, we elected to keep our church office open all during that time. Most of our staff came in on a daily basis because we just wanted to be here to encourage people, to minister to people who were hurting. And we saw people coming in every single day. And, you know, it was during that time that our pastors also began filming these daily devotionals that were meant to just bring encouragement to those in our church body. But those videos, we've, we've produced over 200 of them now. Those videos have been seen by tens of thousands of people being encouraged in the Word of God from our pastors. Isn't that amazing? Our children's ministry really stepped it up during that time as well. They created their own YouTube channel to minister to the kids. During the shutdown, they held three drive-through events, the Resurrection Trail pickup, the Amazing Moms drive-through for Mother's Day, and the Grade Promotion Parade. They had teachers doing online studies and devos for the kids. And overall, our children's ministry did an incredible job of continuing to minister to our kids during the shutdown. And from the time we opened back up for in-person services, our children's ministry has been ministering to a few hundred kids each week. And 150 new kids have visited our children's ministry. So our children's ministry has done an incredible job this year. Great job, girls. We started meeting again on Pentecost Sunday, May 31st, outside here in the courtyard. What we saw was overwhelming as people from our church and other churches that remain closed began to come out to the services. Every week, people were showing up in tears, so thankful to find a church that was meeting in person. 
We launched a timely series in the book of Psalms and had our first ever baptism during a Sunday service out in the courtyard. That Sunday, we saw 25 people get baptized. Since then, we've had two more baptisms right here in our sanctuary as part of our Sunday services with over 90 people getting baptized. And we've seen many people make first-time commitments to Christ. 2020 was also a fruitful year for our youth ministry as well. Because of the pandemic, every camp facility and conference center in California was shut down, which meant all of our youth retreats for the year were canceled. However, our youth pastors, Aaron and Tyler, pivoted and took a huge step of faith to host a conference here at the church that they called Camperance. The conference was aimed at equipping students in their faith. It was a major blessing, as over 150 students participated from four different churches. There were another 100 students who viewed the event online. That was followed by summer nights, youth gatherings that took place down at the beach on Thursday nights with over 100 kids showing up each week. Students started bringing their friends and kids were getting saved. After summer, they continued with fall nights, where they continued to see over a hundred kids coming out each week on Thursday nights here at the church to worship the Lord and study His Word. Fall nights concluded with an outreach with Ben Corson called Youth Fest, with 300 kids in attendance from three churches, and that night several kids gave their life to the Lord. So 2020 was an amazing year of blessing in our youth ministry, and I can't wait to see what Tyler and Aaron have in store for 2021. And if your kids are not involved in the youth ministry, they need to be. During the shutdown, our men's and women's ministry sought to engage people in Zoom meetings, but when inside church services started up again, both groups launched into new seasons of ministry. The women's ministry launched their fall Bible study in the book of Romans, not knowing what to expect in the way of engagement, but were pleasantly surprised as over 250 women chose to participate in various study times being offered. Once again, highlighting the hunger in people's hearts for fellowship, for the word, and for some sort of normalcy. And this year for our Women's Ministry Christmas event, the ladies stepped it up and did not one night, but two nights of their big Christmas event. Great job, girls. The men's ministry started their Sunday night gatherings again with a solid group of guys coming out, as well as seeing over a hundred men coming out for the monthly men's breakfast, once again highlighting the hunger in people's hearts for fellowship. Now, 2020 has also been a tremendous year for new outreach here at Calvary Vista. This year, we partnered with a local food distribution ministry to provide food for families in need. Every Wednesday morning, at least 500 cars come into the parking lot to get food for their families. And in 2020, through this partnership, we were able to provide food to over 50,000 families here in North County. 
On top of that, we provided hundreds of boxes of food to the needy in our community through our food pantry ministry. And close to 1,500 bags of food have been passed out to needy kids in the Vista Unified School District through the bags of food that you guys bring each week for the Be the Church ministry. Another new thing we did this year in July was to partner with a ministry called Run to Rescue that ministers to girls who have been rescued from sex trafficking. We collected 150 backpacks for their freedom drive to bless these young girls with items they would need to make a fresh start. And this year was a record year for Operation Christmas Child here at Calvary Vista because you guys stepped up big time in providing and packing 1,050 Christmas boxes for children all over the world. Great job, church. And this year we launched another new outreach that we called the Merry Mall aimed at providing Christmas presents for needy kids in our community. Over 2,000 presents were donated, providing gifts to over 500 kids in our city. It was so awesome to see so many of you rally around this vision through your donations as well as through your volunteering. The Mary Mall was able to be a blessing to over 180 families in our community and partnered with the Angel Tree Ministry to also bless 95 local kids of families who have a mother or father who is incarcerated. So great job, church, in stepping up in some big ways for local outreach. And 2020 was also a year where we saw the Lord do some cool things in overseas missions. Although trips to Peru, Italy, Hungary, and New Zealand were canceled due to COVID, we were still able to send people to minister and preach the gospel and build up the saints in the Philippines, in Mexico, as well as Guatemala. In 2020, despite the pandemic, we were still able to continue as a church to financially support 21 missionaries and pastors in eight different countries, which includes over $62,000 given by all of you for mission support. Once again, great job, church. So 2020 was a year where God definitely had us change our focus But he also moved in some incredible ways for which we are extremely thankful. That thankfulness was on full display this year at our Thanksgiving Eve service, a wonderful night full of worship and God's stories. It was such a blessing to see how God had moved in the hearts and lives in such amazing ways in the midst of such a trying year. The oil of joy had definitely replaced mourning and the garments of praise replaced our heaviness. We were able to cap off the year with two awesome Christmas Eve services, singing carols, the candle lighting in this beautifully decorated space, celebrating that hope has a name and his name is Jesus. You know, we love to see Jesus exalted in this place, and there's nothing better than seeing God's people worshiping together and seeing people who are lost meeting our Savior. As we look back on 2020, some people are going to remember the masks, the shutdowns, the political unrest. Some will see 2020 as a year of incredible chaos. 
But I hope that we here at Calvary Vista remember 2020 as a year that the Lord did some incredible things in our hearts and through our lives. The Lord changed our focus and truly moved in ways that were beyond our expectation. Amen. Isn't it awesome to know that a pandemic can't stop Jesus? <laughs> a pandemic can shut down a lot of things, but it can't shut down the Lord or his church. And we are just so, so thankful for that. You know, we sing that song here, Waymaker, and I love that song, you know, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. But that line in the song that Jesus is always moving, always working, and he is. So here's the question. What does he have for us in 2021? That's what we're going to talk about in the remainder of our time today, and then we're going to end the service with communion. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 28. It's going to be kind of our launching pad today, Matthew chapter 28, and I want to pray for our time together. Father, we love you, and we thank you so much, God, that you are on the move, and that you invite us to play a part in what you're doing in the world, in our local community and, and the world abroad. And Lord, we, we thank you that in the midst of just the difficult times that you are working in the midst of our hearts and our lives and our families. And so we give you all praise, honor, and glory. And we give you this time and just ask God that you would just speak to our hearts, that you'd give us a clear direction in moving forward in the rest of 2021. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. So once again, the Lord has put two words on my heart for this year. And those words are deep and wide. Can you, can you guys say that? Deep and wide. Everybody say that. <clears throat> Remember that kid's song that you learned in Sunday school? You know, deep and wide. Deep, deep and wide. It's going to become our new theme song this year, okay? I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but here's the idea. Deep in our understanding of who Jesus is and deep in our love for Jesus and wide in our reach for Jesus. And both of these ideas are expressed in two of the final things that Jesus shared with his disciples before his ascension. We see the first one here in Matthew chapter 28, if you want to turn your attention to verse 18. This is what's called the Great Commission. Jesus said, and Jesus came and spoke to them, that being his disciples, and said, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Now pause there, give me your attention. Here's what I want you to note. Jesus never ever calls us as his church to go and make converts. He calls us, though, to make disciples. In fact, Jesus never ever calls us to simply be believers. No, he calls us, he wants all believers to become disciples. And discipleship is about going deep. A disciple, you see, is a learner. A disciple is one who's following his master with the intent of wanting to become like him. And that's the heart that the Lord wants us to have as we move into this year, is that, that we would be following Jesus with the intent of wanting to become like him. 
In fact, I like to say that's God's end game for us. Romans chapter 8, verse 29, it says this, that this is God's desire, is that he would conform us all into the image of his own dear son. Here's what that means. God's goal for you and for me is not to make a better version of you. That's not his goal. His goal is not to make a better version of you. You know, that's what the self-help books, self-help preachers kind of propagate. But that's not God's desire at all. His desire, his goal is to make you and I more like Jesus. And that's what going deeper into Christ is all about. You know, I saw a post by Greg Laurie recently that said this. He said, I don't know what 2021 holds, but I know who holds 2021. And you know what? I love that. Because none of us know what 2021 holds, right? In the same way, we didn't know what 2020 held. And I think all of us would say, you know, that we were surprised, some of us shocked by what happened in 2020. We don't know what's going to happen in 2021. In fact, we, we have seen that our plans and, and things can change just like that. They can change in a moment. That Who had, you know, some plans change or get canceled in 2020? I think all of us did, right? So we don't know what 2021 holds, but we know who holds 2021. And so that's why today, I want to just say this, I want to be clear. Today is not about plans and goals, but today is about direction. It's about a direction that I think the Lord wants us to have in this year as we're walking with him. And the direction is this, to go deeper in our walk with Jesus. In 2021, to lean more into Jesus, to sink our roots into Jesus. And here's how we're going to seek to do that as a church. Next week, we are going to begin an in-depth study in the book of 1 Peter. Now, 1 Peter has five chapters, but we're going to spend somewhere in the vicinity of 15 to 26 weeks going through this book. You know, 2020 was a very different year for us as it relates to our Bible study here on Sunday morning, because it was the first time in 24 years here on Sunday mornings that we did not study through a book of the Bible. We were in God's Word, obviously, but we usually are going through books of the Bible. Now, we did do that on Wednesday nights. We continued our New Testament study, but the Lord had a different plan for us in 2020. And it centered around four series that we went through. It began with our Transcendent series. In fact, we started that before COVID. And Transcendent was all about, you know, looking at different encounters in the Gospels that Jesus had with real people and seeing how that related to our lives. In fact, because of COVID, we didn't even make it all the way through that series. Um, it got cut short. As, we, as COVID hit, we began to, you know, just kind of felt for a few weeks at least to kind of speak to the moment and, and see what God was saying and, and you know, what, how he wanted to encourage us, you know, because of the pandemic that we found ourselves in. After that, we launched into our psalm series, God's playlist for our lives. And I think that was, you know, very encouraging for us to, you know, navigate our way through. And that took us all through the spring and all through the summer. And then as the fall hit, we, we started our red letter series where we were looking at the words of Jesus, what Jesus had to say on certain topics. And then we ended the year with our Christmas series. And all of that was good, but it was very, very different for us as a church. 
As I said, we usually are making our way through different books of the Bible because we believe that the best way for us to learn and to grow is to go chapter by chapter and verse by verse through books of the Bible. In fact, if you recall, those of you who are here, in 2019, we spent nine months in the book of Ephesians, and that was such a a great time for us as a church. I think all of us grew immensely from just taking a deep dive into that book together. So as we hit fall this past year, I found myself just sensing, God was putting on my heart that it was time for us to get back to kind of normal and going through the word and going through a book of the Bible. So I was praying, God, what do you have for us? What do you want us to study? What do you want us to go through? And he kept putting 1 Peter on my heart. And the more I read it, the more I looked at it, the more that I went through it, the more excited I became because... I think God has something really special for us. The theme of 1 Peter is unshakable hope. Peter was writing to a group of people in the first century who were going through immense persecution from the Roman government and a crazy emperor by the name of Nero. But he writes in the very beginning of the book, he makes this statement in verse 3 that really sets up kind of the theme of the whole book. I'm going to read it to you. It'll be on the screen. He says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Here's what he's saying. Because Jesus Christ has risen, we have been born again to a living hope because the risen Jesus is now living inside of us. And what Peter goes on to show us in this book is because we have this living hope, it provides us with strength in times of suffering, a glorious future to look forward to, A motivation for walking in holiness in this life, security in the midst of chaos, purpose for living, and victory in battle. And those are all some of the things that we're going to see as we take a deep dive into 1 Peter. But another thing that I love, though, about 1 Peter is this, is that Peter has a lot to say about Jesus in 1 Peter. He describes Jesus as the spotless lamb as the chief cornerstone, as the precious stone, as the stumbling stone, as the overseer of our souls, and as the chief shepherd. And as we explore all of those names and titles of Jesus, here's what's going to happen. We're going to find ourselves growing in our understanding of who he is, which is going to then cause us to grow more in our love for who he is as well. Peter also explains the ministry of Jesus and what he did in this way in describing his sinless life, his suffering and death, his resurrection, his ascension, his presence at the right hand of God, and his second coming. I'm looking so forward to getting into this together next week. You see, our focus here at Calvary Vista has always been Christ-centered preaching. In other words, our focus has never been to, to really preach in a way of principles for living, but more of a person that we want to follow, and the person is Jesus, who we believe is worthy of our praise, who deserves our deepest love and our absolute surrender, that he is the one that the Bible says it's in him that we live and move and have our being, and the Bible tells us, it really teaches us, that when he is the center, everything falls into place in our lives. Everything comes together. Everything begins to make sense. 
And this will be super evident as well as we go through 1 Peter, because Peter also has a lot to say about who we are in Christ, because we've been born again to this living hope. And he describes Christ's followers in this way in his epistle, as the elect of God, as obedient children, as newborn babes, as the people of God, as living stones, as a holy priesthood and a royal priesthood, as a holy nation, as a peculiar people. Some of you are thinking he got that one right. As strangers and pilgrims, as the righteous, as the oracles of God, and as the flock of God. So you can see there is a lot in this book that is going to help us to grow deeper in our understanding of Jesus and to grow deeper in our love for who he is. And so I am just so excited. I can't wait to get into 1 Peter. Who's excited to study 1 Peter? All right. Awesome. But our deep dive into 1 Peter isn't going to just be limited to our Sunday morning times together. For you see, many of our home groups are also going to do a deep dive into this book as well. You know, we have a saying that we hear at our church where we say that we learn in rows, but we connect in circles. When we gather together here, though, on Sundays, I mean, it's too big. There's too many of us to really connect in circles. So circle time happens in home groups. It happens in our small group settings, like the men's ministry, the women's ministry. It happens in those settings where circle time is such a key. You know, the writer of Hebrews said this. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, he said, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more, as you see the day approaching. And the day approaching that he's speaking of is the coming of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I believe that we are living in the last days. Amen? Amen. I can't wait for Ray Bentley to be here. We're going to have a great conversation. I hope you join us January 13th for that time together. It's going to be awesome. But, but here's the thing. The times that we spend in circles is all about us stirring one another up. It's all about us encouraging one another to follow the Lord, to to stir one another up, to love and good works. Circles help us connect. Circles help us encourage one another. So this is what this is going to look like in many of our home groups. Beginning next week, on our website on Sunday afternoon, we're going to put forth four or five reflection questions that will go with the message that is taught on Sunday, on, on the Sunday morning service. So there'll be four or five questions for you to look at, answer, ponder, meditate upon, and think about. In addition to that, we're also on our website each week. We're going to put forth um, two or three devotionals that you can read and just kind of digest and sink you know, your hearts into. And those devotionals are going to go with the passage that we look at on Sunday morning, but we're just going to look at them from a little bit different angle. And then if you really, really want to go deep, there's going to be some additional verses that you can look up and study. But all of that that we're putting forth is going to be put forth to help foster discussion and encouragement and stirring one another up in those home group times. Now, if you're not in a home group, I encourage you to get in one. But if you can't, you know, join one, I want to encourage you to take these devotionals, these reflection questions, and just do that with your friends. 
over coffee or, you know, via email, to just dive into those things that we're going to be putting out, those materials, those resources to help stir one another up in the Lord. But we're hoping and believing that these home groups become a place where you're helping each other grow deeper in your love for Jesus as you grow deeper in your understanding of Jesus. And so that's the goal. That's the first word, going deep. Going deep in our understanding of Jesus and growing deep in our love for Jesus. And really, throughout the year, we're going to be putting forth some other discipleship materials that you can sink your teeth into, that you can dive into, that we're going to put forth all year long to just help you grow in becoming more and more of a disciple of Christ. So the first word is deep. The second word is wide. Wide in our reach for Jesus. And you see, there's another thing that Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended into heaven, that we have recorded for us in Mark chapter 16, verse 15. I'll read it to you. It'll be on the screen. He said this, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So we see here that Jesus has given us this mandate to go, to take the gospel to the world. And we want to do that because we truly believe that the gospel has the power to change lives. To transform lives. In fact, our lives, most of us here, our lives are a testimony of the transforming power of the gospel. Now, one of our core values here at the church is this. We believe that we have been blessed in order to be a blessing. And so what that means is, yeah, we're blessed in the sense that Jesus has saved us. We're blessed in the sense that, that we know we're going to heaven because Jesus has saved us. But we're not just blessed so that we can go, great, I'm going to heaven. Too bad for you. No, we're, we're, we're blessed so that we can be a blessing to others. And the Lord wants us to, you know, share that transforming power of the gospel with the people that he brings into our lives, that he brings into our sphere of influence. In fact, the challenge that I want to give to all of you is this. I want to challenge you to, pit, to, to take three names, three people in your sphere of influence that you want to begin praying for this week and that you're going to commit yourself to pray for all year long that they would come to Christ. And I want it to be, I'm encouraging that it would be Three people that you are directly connected to. So in other words, not grandma in Michigan, even though you should be praying for her if she doesn't know the Lord. Um, but I, I want it to be three people that, that you rub shoulders with, that you get a chance to interact with. And as you pray for them, I believe God's going to do some amazing things. And he's going to use you, that he's going to use others. That some, the Bible says, they plant, others water. And wouldn't it be amazing if every single one of us this year had three people that we were praying for all get saved? I mean, wouldn't that be incredible? Can we commit to that as a body? Can we just say, yeah, I mean, I can do that. I can pray for three people in my sphere of influence to come to know the Lord. Now, as we noted in, in our video last year, we had several community service outreaches that we did, that were aimed at sharing the love of Jesus with the needy in our community in very practical ways. And we're going to continue to do those. 
We're going to continue with our food distribution ministry that happens here every Wednesday morning. We're going to continue with our food pantry ministry that happens all through the week where we're giving out boxes of food to needy people. We're going to continue with our Be the Church ministry where you guys bring your little bags of food that we then take to a couple of the elementary schools and they give them to needy kids so that they have food on the weekend to eat. We're going to continue all of that. We're going to continue our seasonal outreaches like Operation Christmas Child and Angel Tree. We're going to do the Merry Mall again as well. But we are looking to add some more opportunities in 2021, some more Opportunities for you, for all of us to be able to engage the love of Jesus in practical, tangible ways with people who are hurting right here in our community. You know, one of the things I've loved about this year in 2020 is having Pastor Tyler join our ministry team. And it's been so fun to, you know, brainstorm with him and pray with him and just kind of talk about some of these, you know, different ideas about community outreach and just getting the the gospel out. And, you know, he's young and has a lot of energy and a lot of time. And it's been great to just, you know, pray about some things and then to turn him loose and to see those things come to fruition. But we feel like God wants us to do even more. More in 2021. So we're praying for ways right now in the month of January. We're hoping to do something to reach out and encourage first responders here in our area. We're praying through a couple summer community service outreach ideas and a Thanksgiving food drive, all aimed at, at just practically and tangibly helping those who are hurting. But you know, one of the ways in which we get the gospel out to a wider audience is through events like Easter in the Park that we hold at the Moonlight Amphitheater. And that's always a blessing as we see, you know, several thousand people from our community come there into that beautiful setting and we get a chance to celebrate, you know, the living hope that we have because Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. But we also get an opportunity to share the gospel and see people, you know, come forward and make first time decisions for the Lord. And so we're hoping, we're praying that the moonlight opens up this year, that we're able to do Easter there again. But we're praying also about adding to that in moving our Good Friday service also to the moonlight and having that as another outreach event that we do on Good Friday as we look at the cross and we celebrate and think about what Jesus did for us and just another way to reach out to you know, our community. Now, if the moonlight doesn't open up, we're going to do Good Friday and Easter here, but we're going to seek to do it in a real special way to just make it more of an outreach to our community as well. But we're also praying about this year doing some more outreach event, concert kind of events that would be outside of the church, out in our community, where we can bring the gospel to a wider audience. And those events would, you know, center around, you know, having some practical element to it where we're meeting people's physical, practical needs, but also giving us the opportunity through music and preaching to present the gospel to a wider audience here in our community. So we're looking for and praying through opportunities to widen our reach for sharing the gospel locally in 2021. You know, Jesus, when he sent his disciples out, he told them to take the gospel starting in Jerusalem, but then to go to Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Well, Vista, this is our Jerusalem. Oceanside, San Marcos, that would be our, you know, Judea. 
Samaria is beyond that. And then the uttermost parts of the earth. And so we're looking and just seeing, you know, God, what do you want to do? How do you want to use us? Where do you want us to go? We're praying right now about where he would lead us in international missions to go overseas. You know, the jet is all fired up and we're ready to go. We don't have a jet, but um, <laughs> and we're not going to get one. But you get the idea. You know, we're looking. God, where do you want us to go? And we're looking to just see as, as countries begin to open up and we hear of needs. Where do you want us? Where do you want us to go that we can bring the gospel? So this is the goal. This is the direction that, that we feel the Lord has, is that we would be wide in our reach for Jesus through more community service projects, more event-oriented outreaches like Easter in the Park, and more opportunities to take the gospel overseas. So that's the direction that God has given to us in 2021. Deep and wide. Deep in our love for Jesus. Deep in our understanding of Jesus. And then wide in our reach for Jesus. You know, there's four things that God has really put on my heart, given me a passion for as a pastor. The first is just, I love to introduce people to Jesus who don't know him. I love to to see people that don't know Jesus come to, to meet him. But even more than that, I love to see people who have been introduced to Jesus come to understand who they are in Christ. That is so radically important. And then from there, begin to understand what their place is in the church, in the body of Christ. And then from there, to understand what their place is in the world. And you know, that's what I really am hoping that the Lord helps us all to grow in, in 2021. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, oh, we would love to introduce you to him. In fact, we we would pray and hope that today you would give your life to him. That you would realize that you're a sinner and that you need a savior. And that you'd open up your heart to him. But for all of you who know him, oh, I just want you to to grow and come to understand more and more who you are in Christ and what your place is in the body of Christ and then what your role is in the kingdom of God as he has placed us right now in this world to be used by him. Amen? Amen? So that's where we're going. That's the direction. That's what God has put on our hearts And I hope you're excited about that. I'm excited to just journey with that or in that with all of you this year. As we end our time today, though, we're going to celebrate communion. We're going to celebrate the reality that Jesus left heaven and came to this earth and went to a cross to pay the price for our sins, to make a way for us to be saved so that we could be children of God, that we could know God, that we could be a part of his family and a part of his kingdom. But Jesus didn't just die, he rose. And because of that, we have a living hope. And it's a living hope that he wants us to share. And as we wrap up this morning, as the band begins to lead us in a couple of songs, I'm going to encourage you, as you feel led, to just make your way up to these tables. We have four, two on each side. And the communion elements are there. A little thing of juice, a little... On top of it is a little cracker, represents the body of Christ that was uh, broken for us, his blood that was shed for us. And so we're celebrating that. We're recognizing what he did for us. But as you are partaking, I want to encourage you in this way today, that you would say, Jesus, in 2021, I want to go deep with you. I want to grow deeper in my understanding of who you are. I want to grow deeper in my love for you. And Lord, I want to go wide. In other words, 
I want you to use me. I want you to take my life and do with it what you would like. To use me in any way that you would see fit. Will you make that your prayer right now for this year? Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for the the hope that we have in Christ. We thank you so much, Lord, for the work that you did in us and with us and through us in 2020. We thank you that, that we can look back on a year and see that you are the miracle worker, the way maker, that you are moving. And so, Lord, as we enter this year, this first Sunday of 2021, Lord, we want this to be a year for each one of us that we go deeper in our understanding of who you are. Lord, we want to lean into you that we might find our hearts just growing deeper in our love for you. And then with that, through that love-filled surrender, that God, you would then do something with us, that you would widen our reach. And so, Lord, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. And we receive now these elements that represent what you did for us. With our head bowed and our eyes closed, I want to just say this real quick. You know, the Bible warns against partaking of communion in what's called an unworthy manner. What does that mean? Well, to partake of an unworthy in an unworthy manner means you know what these elements represent. That Jesus' body was beaten and punished on your behalf. That he took your place on the cross. That you realize that it, his blood was shed so that your sins could be forgiven. So, you, so that you could be declared righteous by God when you put your faith in him. But to partake in an unworthy manner is to understand all of that and to say, but you know what? I'm not really ready to give my life to Jesus. And I just want to continue in my sin and my rebellion and doing my own thing. To partake of this would be to partake in an unworthy manner. And the Bible says, don't do that. And so if you're in that place today, I want to encourage you to not do that, to not partake. But there's another option. And the other option is open your heart to Jesus today. Right now, where you're sitting, to just simply say, Jesus, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to be a disciple. I want to know you. I want to surrender my life to you today. And as you do that, here's what's going to happen. He's going to cleanse you of all your sin. He's going to come into your life. He's going to fill you with his righteousness. And he's going to empower you to walk with him. So right now, where you're sitting, you can just say that to the Lord. And as we begin to worship, as we begin to come forward and partake of the communion elements, then you can come and celebrate your new life in Christ today. So for all of us here, as the band begins to lead us now in song, as you feel ready, we're going to sing two songs, so you don't need to rush. But as you feel ready, you can just make your way up, head back to your seat, partake of the elements 
in celebration of who Jesus is, what he's done for you, and who he wants to be in your life. Let's celebrate that today.